Welcome to MapTrap's Legal Briefs, the podcast where we explore specific strategies and tactics used by brands to protect their pricing, distribution, and intellectual property. The information in this podcast is provided for general informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and MapTrap's guest presenters. Listeners should seek legal advice from a lawyer licensed in the listener's state. Thanks for joining Legal Briefs. I'm Ron Solomon, the CEO of MapTrap. And as always, I'm speaking with Jeremy Richardson, a partner and lead attorney in the firm's consumer products industry team at Freeborn and Peters. Welcome back, Jeremy. Hi, Ron. In today's podcast, Jeremy, we want to circle back to a conversation um, that is dedicated to map policies. Map policy must-haves. You've mentioned you have a list. Now, we understand that there is no one-size-fits-all map policy because not every brand is the same. Penalties could be different. Some could include shipping in the total advertised prices, others not. Some could include bundling, et cetera. But as you've mentioned, there are certain terms that all of them should have. So can you sort of uh, illuminate us on what those are? Yeah, Ron, thanks again for the opportunity to be here. Nice to be with you as always. Um, Yeah, we have a minimum advertised price policy checklist, uh, which we've shared with you and I think is available um, to your friends and listeners uh, on your website. Uh, So we'll run through uh, several of those items on the checklist. And the first one is, Will the map policy apply to all items or only to specified items? Uh, again, it's it's really important to make clear what the scope of the policy is to your resellers so they know what you expect uh, from the map policy and what uh, they need to do to uh, to comply should they choose to with your MAP policy. And sometimes there may be really good reason for having all of your products subject to the MAP policy, and other times there are good reasons not to. You may only want to have the MAP policy apply to your core line uh, or just the opposite. You may want to have the map policy apply to items that are not necessarily part of the core, but important to your product brand. So that's really the first uh, first issue to address. What will the map policy apply to? Which which products? The second item is what what will the map price be? Will it be your manufacturer's suggested retail price? Will it be some discount off of the MSRP? How are you going to get to that? And one of the things that I actually find uh, important is for brands that have their own websites and sell to consumers uh, and essentially act as a competitor to the resellers that are selling their product, 
is you too, if you do that, should be complying with your map policy and advertising your products at prices that are consistent with the map policy. Uh, you want to promote uh, an even playing field. I've even seen one of my clients uh, in the consumer product space that advertised all their products at the MSRP, but set the map price a little bit below MSRP. It actually gave the resellers uh, an opportunity to advertise the products below what the brand was advertising the products on its own website. Uh, I, I think that bought some goodwill with, uh, with the retailers. Um, and still, there were plenty of consumers that went to the brand's own website and were willing to purchase products directly from the brand owner um, for whatever reason, even though those products were advertised a little bit higher than uh, than the competing retailers. Real quick on that one, not a lot of brands have an actual preset formula, unfortunately. I mean, we try to... We try to convince them that they should have a consistent formula so that it's not confusing, create a new product, you know what the map is going to be. Um, some of them are just catch as catch can, and they're going to say, this is going to be X, this is going to be Y. So they wouldn't necessarily be able to put that in the policy. So is attaching the price list with the map prices on it? Uh, would you say that that would cover that base? Yeah, I think it's a good idea to include the map price list, uh, certainly when you roll out your map policy for the first time. And keep in mind that those map prices may change over time, or you may launch new products that obviously were not subject to the map price list because they didn't exist. So you want to have a mechanism to continually update your resellers on the map price list that may be a password protected retailer portal on your website it may be sending out an email um, but yes I, I would I would recommend to the greatest extent possible setting those prices uh, I recognize that there are certain unique situations where the um, product manufacturer really isn't able to, come up with an MSRP or, or come up with a price that it would anticipate the products eventually would be sold at. So it's difficult to set the map price. Um, but, but I do think setting an MSRP uh, is a good idea, even if retailers ultimately choose to sell well below the MSRP. Um, and I usually think that setting the map price based on MSRP is uh, the easiest, most efficient way to uh, to determine that map price. Yeah, I didn't mean to get us off track on what are the map must haves. So let's let's jump back into that. The last one you said was the pricing. Yep. Um, and the next one related to what I just said is where will the map prices be listed for retailers to follow? We just actually covered that. You anticipated the issue and, and mentioned it. Uh, so I think we we've, we've hit that. Uh, and then uh, I'll go on to a couple more points. May a retailer advertise free shipping? So shipping really is not part of the product price. It's not part of the MSRP. It's not part of the map price. Um, so is that something that a manufacturer should be concerned with? And again, the, the, the map policy is intended to create a level playing field for all 
retailers. And some retailers may want to advertise free shipping and absorb that cost. Others might not be able to. It's fair to include retail advertising as part of your map price and to say, well, if you're going to say free shipping, that would be a violation of the map price. Uh, you, you really you can't do that because it, it unevens the playing field and we want to have an even playing field. So does the minimum advertised price policy apply to free shipping? That's a question you should consider. The next item on the list is, will the MAP policy apply to website features such as click for price and automated bounce back pricing emails? This really gets into how can a consumer on an e-commerce website know what the real sales price is, not the advertised price? And there are all sorts of mechanisms for doing this call for price or put into shopping cart to see the actual price. I think those are, are, good, uh, are, are good items to include in the policy uh, to be able to essentially say that in order to see what the real selling price at retail is on an e-commerce website, the website visitor, the consumer has to take some affirmative action, click for price, put in cart to price, uh, and that really distinguishes your advertised price from what the retail price is going to be. Uh, that really applies just to the e-com world, not to brick and mortar. Another point to address is, can a retailer advertise that it has the lowest prices or use language that suggests that its retail price is lower than the map price, such as our prices are so low that the manufacturer will not allow us to show them? Well, uh, yeah. I think it's something to consider. Do you want to have your retailer be able to say that it has the lowest prices, that it'll match the lowest prices, uh, even if those end up being below your MAP price list? I think it's something you build into a MAP policy. Uh, but again, these are flexible policies. Some, uh, some manufacturers may want to have that. Others may be perfectly fine not addressing that. Um, but we want to be clear in the way we convey what our policy is, again, so that it's predictable, so that the retailer knows what to expect. What about terms like unilateral or to specify whether this applies to online only or online only and brick and mortar? Uh, are those things that that uh, need to be in, in the policies? Uh, you certainly could have separate policies for brick and mortar and for e-commerce. Um, I, I used to think of e-commerce as, uh, as the platform that had the unfair advantage uh, because it had lower overhead and could really compete on price. Uh, so I always viewed the minimum advertised price policy as a way of appeasing the brick and mortar stores. Uh, but I've come to learn that there are actually situations where the e-com uh, retailers are at a disadvantage. Uh, again, uh, we, we talked about this. If you're selling a 25-pound bag of sand, uh, it's a lot less expensive for the brick and mortar uh, to sell that to a consumer who drives up and picks up the product at the store as opposed to having to load that 25-pound bag of sand onto a UPS or FedEx or other uh, shipping company's truck and, and pay for freight. Uh, so there's an example where e-com has a disadvantage, um, and that's why, again, we get into, as, as I mentioned before, 
free shipping? Can you advertise that? Should that be included in the MAP policy? Uh, and so that's one of those areas where actually you might want to have a separate uh, e-com minimum advertised price policy as opposed to uh, a brick and mortar advertised price policy. Okay. Um, so is, is that is that the list? Well, there are a couple more. Uh, let me hit one or two more just so, uh, so we have uh, a little more information for your listeners. Um, I, I like to talk about MAP holidays a lot. What is a MAP holiday? Well, there may be certain occasions when your product has a higher, uh, a higher level of sales uh, than at other times during the calendar year. Uh, if you sell a product that is, oh, I don't know, let's say it's uh, uh, chocolates and Valentine's Day is coming up, uh, you may want to allow your retailers to skirt the minimum advertised price policy uh, in advance of Valentine's Day because that's really when uh, retailers have an opportunity to, to move a lot of product and they want to be able to compete on price um, and not be bound by uh, the minimum advertised price. So having a MAP holiday in the couple of weeks ahead of Valentine's Day when you're selling chocolates could be a great way to give uh, retailers relief from the MAP policy uh, to the extent that they might see it as uh, as a burden um, and lets them sell without concern, let them advertise without concern uh, about your minimum advertised price policy. So that's MAP holidays. Um, I did want to touch on one, uh, at least one more point, which is what should not be in a minimum advertised price policy. And we've talked about this before. It is a unilateral policy. It's not an agreement. So what you don't want to have is a signature line for the retailer uh, to agree to your minimum advertised price policy, because that's when it shifts from a policy to an agreement, a bilateral agreement. Um, and that's, that's a no-no. We don't want to do that. Uh, another thing I think you mentioned before is is maybe not to have what the penalties will be, not to be specific, but more general that we reserve the right to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Ron, that's actually a really great point. Uh, I have seen a lot of policies which lock a manufacturer into a fixed set of responses to a violation. On the first violation, we're going to send you a warning letter. On the second violation, we're going to suspend your account for 30 days. On the third violation, we're going to cut you off for six months. And if you ever come back and do it again, we're never going to sell to you again. I, I don't like those rigid formulaic, you must respond uh, to all violations in this specific way. Uh, regardless of what the violation is. I, I really think it's much better uh, to simply say that the company reserves the right to respond to a violation of its minimum advertised price policy as it sees fit. It gives them the greatest flexibility um, and the opportunity to, uh, to really tailor uh, their response to the specific situation. Allow me to push back just a bit. I'm a very much a keep it simple, stupid kind of guy. Um, and, you know, one thing you didn't bring up was bundling. 
my guess is that that's just something that would be at the discretion of the brand, whether or not they wanted to include it. But just like you don't want to set in stone uh, and be rigid as to what the penalties are, could it potentially get too complicated by saying you can't do this, you can't do that, you have to do this, you have to do that, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, click to get price, 10% off, it has to be calculated, it has to be an integer as opposed to the word T-E-N, you know, written out so that the bots can miss that. Uh, is it really necessary to have all that stuff in? You're the lawyer, so you say yes, then it's yes. Well, thanks for pushing back on that. I, I realized that I live in uh, in my law office um, and I'm not in the real world, uh, certainly when it comes to many of these issues. Uh, and uh, it, it, Ron, it's, it, you make a fabulous point. And it's very easy for me to say, hey, respond to each situation uh, on a case-by-case basis. Not so practical when you're moving millions and millions of units to hundreds, if not thousands of different retailers, and you really want to have an entire team uh, to monitor and enforce your map policy. So I, I recognize there are going to be plenty of situations where it's so much more efficient to have a a a formulaic response on a first violation, you're going to get a notice letter on the second violation, et cetera. And I think it is perfectly good to have that as an internal um, strategy, maybe not spell it out in your map policy, but have that internally because it, again, you're absolutely right. It just makes it so much easier to enforce your map policy um, and not to have to get stuck in minutia. So I think you've got them all. I guess one one last thing that I have to ask you, uh, should it be specified in the policy who they should speak with? Is that a must have to say that you've got to speak with, you know, Jeremy, and, and nobody else in the company can speak with you about this map. Another great point, Ron. Uh, I, I guess you've, you've probably read my list a few more times than I have. Uh, yes, you, you really should have one person who is appointed as the map policy communicator within the company. Uh, you don't want uh, a whole host of folks, especially not your entire sales team, communicating with retailers on what the map policy is and how it's going to be enforced or responding to questions about specific enforcement. It should be one person, uh, whether it's the owner of the company, depending upon the size, whether it's somebody in sales, uh, the director of sales, somebody else. Um, but yes, there should be one person and one person only who deals with all map policy inquiries from all retailers um, and not have it as uh, uh, as every salesperson dealing with their own customer list and responding because then you get some inconsistent or you might get inconsistent responses and you really want to have this as consistent as possible. Definitely makes things easier 
for everybody with consistency. So thank you for that. Uh, any last word on this? Uh, again, I I really like MAP policies. I think they go a long way to brand protection, uh, integrity protection, uh, to leveling the playing field, uh, to really making it better for uh, for your retailers. I suppose the last thing I would say is it's really important to have internally your sales team uh, and really the entire team within the company to understand and, and buy into the MAP policy before you roll it out to the retailers. Uh, so communicate it well internally before you communicate it externally. Fabulous. Well, thank you. Uh, good stuff. The MAP must-have list and a couple of never-dos. Uh, and we appreciate it, Jeremy, as always. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Ron. Bye-bye. If you'd like to submit a question or topic for a Legal Briefs podcast, email them to legalbriefs at maptrap.com. For more information about how MapTrap can help you with your online brand protection needs, visit www.maptrap.com.